0: Welcome to the boss to boss podcast. Today's interview is with Leah Turner, a LinkedIn specialist who's absolutely dominated the platform over the last year. Before the pandemic hit, Leah was working hard, running a transcription business, but she then discovered the power of LinkedIn. And in no time at all, she was building a strong personal brand and sharing her insights with other ambitious professionals. Since then, Leah has not only grown her following to nearly a hundred thousand, but more importantly, she's turned that community into over 1300 paying customers. The business is now generating Leah a six-figure income and she's just bought a new house for her and her son Dexter. So for anyone who dismisses LinkedIn as just another form of social not working, Leah is with us today to explain otherwise and shed light on how to use the platform to build your brand whilst generating serious business. Leah, thank you so much for joining us. First of all, if we could begin just by taking a step back and if you were able to just walk me through your journey. So what did you do before all of this? What led you to focus on LinkedIn? And how has your progress taken shape so far? Um, and, And from what I can see, it seems to have taken shape very bloody quickly over the last kind of 18 months or so. So I'm fascinated to understand a little bit about that the background and about that trajectory. So originally
1: I was running a transcription business and I've been doing that since 2011. And I just worked on my own at home doing transcription for like uh, doctors, building surveyors, podcasters, focus group companies, all of that kind of stuff. Lots of market research, um, some books every now and then. And I literally sat all day long with headphones on typing and I'm exceptionally fast at typing. And my English is very good. So I was very good at it. It was my own business. And then I had a lady that was doing some extra typing for me and she said, I'm having a crap time at work. Do you have enough work for me to come and work for you full time? And I didn't but I was like, Oh, this is the chance. My son starts school next year. This is the chance to grow the business a little bit. I'm going to find some more work so I can take her on like full time. And so I think i would received an email from LinkedIn. One of these, these many people have viewed your profile kind of emails. And I went, Hmm, I wonder like i have not never really used LinkedIn before. And I don't like, I'm quite like Instagram, I'm quite like Facebook. So, uh, let's have a go. And I logged on and I went, Oh God, I don't belong here like, this is not my people. Um, I'm gonna stand out like a sore thumb. And I had a logo as my profile picture. I didn't even have like a picture of myself. And I sort of had a look around and went, oh, do you know what? Actually, there's there's a bit more different stuff. It's not all corporate. So I kind of hung around and I I put a few posts out and tumbleweeds, no one no one engaged in anything. I got a couple of likes from people I used to work with, people I went to school with. Um, And I think I was trying to be corporate. I was trying to be something that I'm obviously not. And then I went, like I do with pretty much everything. I was like, I've got no marketing budget. If this doesn't work, I've got nothing to lose. Fuck it. I'll just give it a shot by being me. So I started posting stuff about what I do, but in a more funny, humorous, like silly way. Um, Talking about life as a working single mum, talking about traveling, talking about just funny things that had happened to me in the day and interactions with clients and how I'd grown my business, all sorts of things, but like all the different dimensions of who I am. And people started resonating with it. And the post started getting a lot of views and my traction went. I think I had 400 people that I was connected to at the beginning that were just all random ex-colleagues, ex-school friends. and within about two months, I hit 10,000. And that was not me connecting with other people. That was people following and connecting with me. I, I very rarely did any outbound at all because that wasn't my motive. And I started getting a lot of clients. Um, in the first four months on LinkedIn, I had 70 inbound clients. And so I went from just me to taking on Naomi and also four other people part-time, four other women were working for me part-time. And then COVID hit. And my doctors couldn't see their clients and my building surveyors couldn't do their home surveys. And my focus group clients weren't, because everyone wasn't quite on Zoom yet, uh, was still in that transition. And so all my uh, subcontractors were home with their wives, uh, with their kids. Um, and I didn't have any work. I had, I mean, I had enough for me, but it wasn't enough to really pay the bills. And I'm a lone parent to a, a young son. So... Loads of people were asking me for LinkedIn advice. Like, how are you getting inbound clients? How do you come up with all this content? And I went, well, maybe I'll write an ebook to help. And a few people went, one in particular went, don't, that's ridiculous, you're selling out. And I went, no, 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 no. I've done something on LinkedIn here that's unusual. And I have done it unwittingly. I need to analyze what it is that I'm doing and sell this because this is something that people will buy. So I gave a few free training sessions and said to people, would you pay for it? they went, yeah, absolutely. And so I started charging for it. And that was in uh, May last year. And since then I've had over a thousand paying clients. So that doesn't take into account the groups that I've trained, cause that only counts as one. So I have probably trained about 1300 people or trained or sold products to LinkedIn products to over 1300 people in 14 months, yeah. Um, and I've got nearly 100,000 followers now without ever using engagement pods. Um, I could have done it a lot quicker if I had done it with engagement pods, um, but no, no sort of growth hacks, no trying to hack system, just showing up regularly, posting helpful content, funny content, supporting my network. And um, I just bought a house for me and my son, which-
0: Wow, that's awesome.
1: Like six figure business in, it hit six figures in just under 10 months.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. Man. That's so cool.
1: Yeah. I was low income. I was low income. I was on housing benefits before all of this. Yeah. So it's yeah. a huge change.
0: Wow. Well, that's, that's um, yeah, that's a hell of a story. So when you look at those 1,300 odd clients, as you say, be that in the form of buying a particular product or attending one of your group training sessions or anything else, um, the ones that are making this a real success, the ones that are taking your principles and running with them, what are the kind of the unifying traits between those individuals? What is it that those people, because I'm guessing not all of those 1300 have necessarily gone on to make the, the most of the opportunity that you've given them, but the ones that, that are really turning it into something, what are those kind of connecting themes?
1: One of them is having a really strong personal brand. So actually going all in with the full profile makeover, making sure you've got all the the personal colors and the image and you're running that through and you're being yourself and showing up regularly so people recognize your brand. They get to know you. Like for me, I've got a very strong color palette. I've got a very strong identity on LinkedIn and I'm visible. I show up in videos, in photos, not just writing because people get to know you and the more familiar you seem, the more they're going to trust you and remember you. So that's one thing that really all the people doing it very successfully they're encompassing all formats of the kinds of content that they can create and they're being a very visible force on linkedin and showing up consistently um i think the second one is giving and that's one that people really underestimate they kind of think i'll just post content and people will come to my content But it's very reciprocal on LinkedIn. The more you engage outwardly, the more you show up in other people's feeds. That's how the algorithm works. The more you feed it with content and comments, the more popular and the more visible you become. So it's never just thinking, oh, I just have to make a post once a week and I'll stay relevant. You won't. You need to go out and support other people's content as well. And so the people that are doing very well are providing inspiration and motivation and advice and helpful insights into how I can do what they do myself or how I can learn something useful from that person. Because when we're on LinkedIn, the majority of us are knowledge seeking or entertainment seeking because we're bored. That's why we're scrolling social media. So you need to entertain or give, everyone says give value, but you need to provide something that's useful. So I leave your content with something I didn't have when I got there, even if it's just a good feeling. And I think the other one is being brave enough to be yourself And I think that's probably something that people feel very uncomfortable with a lot of the time on LinkedIn because they see it as a very corporate place and that you have to be on your best behavior and you have to be like corporate Colin, I call him like that, that sort of stiff upper lip. You, you can only talk about business, but actually there are so many people doing whatever it is you do on LinkedIn that to stand out, you have to be yourself. It doesn't mean being a clown on camera and doing twerking like in a TikTok, but you have to have personality because people will connect with that personality, which will make you stand out from the other people in your industry. I think that's a really strong one and something that I've learned to do on there because I've never been corporate and by me doing it, a lot of other people are going, this really works because people are connecting with me as a person, not just what I do for money. And that feels so much better as well. And it makes people feel a lot more confident and want to go on LinkedIn because they're making like genuine friends as well as business connections.
0: And like, do you ever worry that by becoming so kind of channel centric, right? So literally, you know, Leah does LinkedIn, Do you ever worry that you are exposing yourself to a certain level of threat there, that your success is connected to the whims of the LinkedIn algorithm and their engineers and their various policymakers. makers? And and, and if so, how do you go about shielding yourself from that potential threat?
1: It does worry me because I have been banned a couple of times, unfairly, and they have apologized, but I have been banned. So that sort of fills you with dread. Um, I'm working on building my Instagram presence and I'm working on passive streams of income that won't rely on LinkedIn. Um, It's something that I'm kind of working on behind the scenes. I don't want to train LinkedIn forever. Uh, I don't want to be visible on a platform as a a social media influencer. That's not really my style. Um, It's something I'm enjoying for the time being, but I think ultimately my goals are bigger than that. I just, need to use the platform and use this community and and keep the community, but go beyond that. So there are other things that I'm working on and partnerships that I'm growing that will mean that my income isn't, I don't mind having a business, one business that's reliant on it, but I wouldn't want my entire income to be reliant on the whims of an entity I have no control over. Um, Although I do have the backing of the people at the top in LinkedIn who are um, very supportive of what I'm doing and I have regular contact with that
0: team, which is reassuring for sure. That's awesome. And, and how are you finding that attempt to diversify? Are you seeing kind of immediate traction on these other channels or is it complicating the brand somehow because now it's, it's not simply all about LinkedIn, um, but does it have the potential of almost kind of diluting the messaging somewhat? Are you seeing it mostly in a kind of a positive way or are there, there are challenges there?
1: It's totally positive. Um, I had an Instagram account with 15,000 followers, but I got rid of it because I wanted to be true to my word. I'm not about numbers. I'm about relevant engagement and, and real connections with people. So the numbers are just a byproduct of that part of, you know, I wanna foster real relationships. So I started again on Instagram as Leah does LinkedIn. And I've only been going three months. I'm about three and a half thousand followers now. Um, I post different stuff on there than I do on LinkedIn, there's more of a behind the scenes feel as well, a bit more personal, but I'm getting a lot of the marketers who are very good on Instagram going, well actually LinkedIn could be, because it's not super corporate anymore, there is a place for us on LinkedIn, so rather than it diluting it, it's actually drawing people who hadn't considered LinkedIn as a creator platform, and going, hold on a minute, She's killing on there. It is a creator platform now. It is a fun social media platform now. I don't have to be in a gray suit and tie to fit in there. I don't have to fit in at all. So it's actually doing the opposite. It's drawing new people to LinkedIn. And I'm getting a lot of clients from Instagram now as well, because they're sort of seeing me and going, Well, she can do it on LinkedIn. I probably can. I'm a bit of a weirdo as well. So maybe this is, so it's it's been really, really positive. I haven't really pushed Facebook yet. I'm not really a fan of the the Facebook platform in general. It doesn't feel my kind of place, but that's something I will do eventually. And I really hate Twitter. I I have a Twitter, but I don't really use it because I find it a very toxic place. It's not a bad experience at all. It's been it's been the opposite. I've, Instagram and LinkedIn are very similar.
0: That's awesome. And if they are very similar or becoming more similar, I think you've alluded to the the fact that LinkedIn is maybe kind of losing that sort of um, that sense of a kind of corporate solely corporate identity and that almost kind of false pretense of people somehow being different when they are in a business environment from I mean people are people right and and that doesn't change when they put on a, a suit and tie or, or when they walk into the office it does
1: for so many people doesn't it they go into that corporate event and they're suddenly like oh I have to be on my best behavior and I have to speak a certain way and act yeah. a certain way and that's how they are they are on LinkedIn like but if you're playing golf with your colleagues you'd be having a laugh and you don't just in the office talk about work you talk about your family life and your holidays and book you read at the weekend like you don't have to just be a sandwich board for what you do you can be who you are as well
0: is there is there a danger though that linkedin almost if it kind of loses that um false presence entirely that it almost just becomes another social platform and it kind of loses its position in the market
1: um there are definitely people who take it too far the other way i think it's about striking that balance and realizing that you know bringing your personal drama and moaning about your ex-wife is linkedin's not the place i mean to be fair I, personally i'm like don't put that anywhere uh, that that's private but yeah there are people that go the opposite way and they're posting pictures of their lunch but n- with no context they don't talk about it being a lunchtime meeting and enjoying a lovely restaurant here with ex employee or whatever it's literally just a picture of their lunch or you know it's um a random picture of their kids as they go off to school and there's no context or writing to give that a reason to be on linkedin and i think it's fine to include that kind of stuff now and then but that doesn't that can't be your entire content strategy because that's not going to help your brand it's if you do it now and then you're just letting people know your why and getting to know you a little bit if your entire content strategy is posting pictures of your new baby that's not good for business and it's not and people are going to get tired of that because they don't want to see that on linkedin all the time they will go to Facebook book. And you see so many kind of strangers on LinkedIn as well. I don't really care about seeing a stranger's baby all the time. Like, I like babies. Yeah, it's, it's just you know a, a random second connections baby. I'm like, I'm not really interested. Um, I'm gonna be painted as a baby hater now. Uh, <laughs> but it's just, you need to have, it needs to have context to your brand. So I'll post a picture of me and my son and say, this is my why, he is my why. He's why I do everything that I do show me your why and i'll say to people i want to know who you're doing all this for and it builds a community in the comments people are all sharing pictures of their own kids or their dogs or whatever drives them every day maybe it's their parents but that's creating community and there's a purpose for posting it But if you're just randomly posting a picture going oh my god it's so cute there's it doesn't have that community connection um so I think you're right it there is a chance of it being too diluted but There's also the sort of corporate Colin end that are just like, no, this isn't Facebook. You should never post anything with any personality, nothing about your life. And you think, but you guys aren't making money on LinkedIn. And we are making a lot of money on LinkedIn because personal branding is the future. But personal branding, it's got to be a balance. There's got to be a balance of content that people can take something good from and useful from and an insight into who you are and why you're doing it. So I think, yeah, it could be a it is a risk, but th- at the moment the majority of people are striking the right kind of balance.
0: I want to get a bit specific now, um, and this is a bit of a selfish question because I, I'm I'm from a personal perspective, I'm very interested in the answer because I I'm extremely I was gonna say guilty. I mean, I think there's a, a good argument for it, but uh, but I'm overly dependent on email, right? So so my channel has long been email, and I'm a big big advocate of that. But I also recognise that I. Uh, or I've recently recognized that I've needed to uh, develop a bit of a social presence, and I've I've decided that LinkedIn is is going to be the priority there. Um, but it is in being totally candid, it is you know I've been doing this for years via email, but it, like LinkedIn is I'm still you know in the early stages. So I'm I'm genuinely on a personal level very very interested in this stuff. If you were to kind of plan, um, and presumably you do do this, but when if you plan your day and you look at because you talk about the need for participating and commenting on other people's stuff and kind of actually being part of that ecosystem rather than just turning up once a week and expecting everyone to care. Um, what does that actually look like? If you were to kind of, if you were to sit down with one of your customers and sort of map out a typical day for them to do this well, right, to, to create considered genuinely valuable content, that's not something, well, well personally, at least, at least for me, that's not a, a two minute exercise, right? What does that day look like?
1: So I, when I talk to my clients, I say to them that the biggest thing that is important here is that you make this work within your life. Because if you turn it into something that's going to be massively onerous and a real stress, you won't enjoy doing it. People will feel that vibe when you're posting and they're not going to respond well to it. You're not going to get that enjoyment. If you're having fun when you're on there and you're being lighthearted and enjoying your, your time on there, You people know, people can tell, right? even in the comments that you're leaving, it doesn't need to be forced. So you need to make it work with your life. But realistically, 30 minutes a day is enough. You don't have to be doing it. When I teach my clients how we teach them, who do they need to be connecting with? Who do they need to be engaging with? How do they create a list of specific targets of their ideal clients and engage with them regularly? Because they're the ones that are really useful to you. You really want to fill your network with people that you could do business with or people who are likely to be connected to people that you can do business with so if you fill your network with your ideal clients every time you go and engage imagine if you finish work at half past five and on your way back to the train station there's a bar and that bar is full of your ideal clients and you can go in for a swift drink have a bit of a chat with a few of those people talk about your day talk about their problems or whatever and then you get on the train you go home If you could actually do that for 30 minutes every day and you knew that you'd be mingling with your ideal clients you would do it that's what linkedin can be when you're using it right and 30 minutes a day how much time do you spend on accounts every day on admin every day on emails and phone calls 30 minutes a day marketing your business is a huge investment but when you're doing linkedin properly that's exactly what you can turn it into so you don't have to be posting every day. You can post two, three times a week. But if you spend 30 minutes a day engaging with targeted people that you know you want to pay attention to who you are and what you do and build those relationships, it's literally like being able to have a little coffee or a beer with your ideal clients every day. It's a no-brainer, really.
0: And, and as you've kind of alluded to, like almost, I, I guess, making it about the other people before you attempt to make it about yourself, right? Like, you know, the importance of commenting and, and kind of, meeting them on their terms as opposed to just assuming that they want to meet you on yours um i guess that's that's the key to great interaction regardless of of context regardless of medium um and yeah i think and and i've been guilty of this i think there's there's always a temptation to just to assume that any social platform is it operates in the same way as you know email or blogging or other forms of of digital media where it's very much about the content that you you create but i guess this is a little bit different right if you if you, if you want these, you're people. not going
1: to get seen unless you're engaging.
0: Yeah. Because the algorithm won't support your
1: content being yeah. distributed. I liken it to a real life situation. If you walked into a conference center full of strangers or people that didn't really know you very well and shouted your opinion from the stage and then walked out, people are just going to go,
0: What? That's where I'm going wrong. But
1: if you actually go and work the room first and then get up onto the stage, people have a reason to pay attention to you because they know that you've got something interesting to say. So you need to work the room like you would at a networking event. People go onto LinkedIn and treat it completely differently than a real-life situation. But if you approach it like a real-life situation where you're having a bit of banter in the comments, you're talking a little bit about real life, talking a bit about business, people warm to you because it's human. That's how humans connect.
0: Yeah, Uh, it's it's one of the... um what was the book called? How to make friends and influence people, right? And it was like the, the very first principle was um, make it about the other person.
1: Make someone feel interesting and they're putting your hands.
0: Yeah. And and presumably, I mean, for those, for people like me who are a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm probably at the kind of uh, that end of the spectrum. Um, at least my girlfriend frequently t- tells me that. I don't necessarily find it easy to kind of dip in and out of these things, right? And I guess for people with that kind of brain, is it helpful to kind of almost maybe ring fence part of your day maybe the very first part of your day before the distractions begin to kind of invest in that time so that it really can be, become a kind of daily routine as opposed to something that you know sometimes happens sometimes doesn't
1: it's absolutely while you're having your breakfast or your coffee or you're on your commute or something like that it's a perfect time to do it you've got a coffee in your hand you chuck a post out you comment on a few people's posts when you're full of energy and you're feeling like good and positive for the rest of the day is ground you down and you've got distracted. Like I prefer to do a chuck a post out earlier in the morning while you've got that buzzy energy, reply to your comments, get involved with a few other people's posts, get your visibility up. And then at the end of the day, like later on that day, come back and reply to any other comments and leave a few more comments if you've got the time. But if you ring fence 30 minutes a day and then just go, do you know what? I'm just having a quick coffee off out for a fag or something check it leave a few more comments and have that as a habit rather than scrolling instagram rather than scrolling facebook rather than scrolling through your whatsapp replying to your mates that could wait for later drop a few comments on linkedin because actually for your future for your business it's far more benefit
0: and i think as well sometimes there can be a temptation correct me if you disagree with this um i mean you're very charismatic very articulate i suspect that you have an ability to just on the spur of the moment uh contribute a kind of interesting comment without really investing too much thought or time into it. I think very often for a lot of people, it can be a bit off-putting because you feel like, actually, if I don't spend 10, 20 minutes crafting the perfect comment, then this person isn't going to be interested. Actually, the reality is people are interested, again, going back to the previous point, in 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 themselves. And actually, if you've shown some interest and you've said, I absolutely love this and I, you know I totally agree with you or challenge them in some way, that's what's going to spark that relationship between the two of you
1: the very initial thing is you create that red dot on their notifications and they see your name in their notifications and they go oh such and such has supported me they've helped me be seen by more people that makes me feel good i've got that little dopamine here so unless you're saying something truly negative they're not going to think less of you you've already got them feeling good because you've contributed and they feel interesting so if you say this is a really interesting post i haven't thought about it from that angle thanks for that They're going, oh, look at me. I'm so interesting. I like this person. And then the next time they see you, they're 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 happy to see you again because they know that you're supporting their content. And when they see your content, they feel compelled to contribute to yours because reciprocity is extremely powerful. As human beings, we feel compelled to support people that support us. So you create a really lovely dynamic between these people. And imagine you're doing that with 50 of your ideal clients a week. You're supporting things that they post and they're supporting you in return, creating these little touch points where you get to know each other really well. And eventually, when it comes to talking business, it feels like a natural graduation. Yeah. Because they already have context. They already feel good because they already know you you find them interesting. And our human egos are like, this feels really, really good. We like that person, right? So it, it's all based on human psychology, but. Uh, You don't have to have these well-crafted replies. It's all about building how people perceive you. So if you just see someone's job hunting and you stop and say, oh, commenting for network visibility, good luck. I hope you find something soon. Loads of people in your network are going to see you make that contribution and they get this little subconscious in the back of their head. They're like, oh, Dan seems nice. Look at him being supportive. And you're building your personal brand in front of people without any effort at all.
0: Little do they know. But yeah. Um, And um, how important is adding is is following new people making new connections? Is that an important part of this? Do you advocate that to your to your clients that they make sure they kind of they use up their um, quota of that each week?
1: Um, No, I don't think that's necessary. I mean, you get 100 a week that you're allowed to send now. I don't think you need to be doing that many, many. but I think if you're trying to create a good strategy, you should be thinking, do you know what? I'm gonna try and add five to 10 a week because you know that you're always adding new people to your sales funnel essentially, aren't you? Um, and, if you and it doesn't just have to be, I always say four different categories of people that you should connect with. One is people that are your ideal clients or potentially you know you could do business with. The second is people who are likely to be connected to your ideal clients. The third is people that you just like, that they just improve your experience on LinkedIn. They teach you something, they entertain you, they make you laugh, they make you think, anything like that. And the fourth is people who are really active and very, they like to comment a lot because they help you to be seen by more people. So they might not be your ideal client, but they're still boosting your visibility and they're valuable people. So. If they hit one of those, be connecting with them. And you might just see it in a comment section. You might see it on a business post and you go, oh, that person seems to have the same mindset as me. They'd be interesting to connect with because you just don't know on LinkedIn. There's a glo- it's a global network. I've had leads and connections um, and opportunities from all sorts of people that I never would have imagined. So it's kind of just like play the odds. If they're going to be a good person to add to your network, have them there. But yeah, I, I think... You don't have to be connecting with 100 a week, but sort of think 10 to 20 a week would be great as long as they're actively connecting with with new people that are engaging, but have that part of your, your sort of strategy each day.
0: Awesome. And final question, because I've already taken more of your time than I said I was going to. Um, what is it about LinkedIn at present that most pisses you off is there anything in particular that you kind of look at maybe it's the behavior of others maybe it's the behavior of linkedin themselves what frustrates you what what concerns you about that space at the moment i don't want to
1: put people off um linkedin has a long way to go when it comes to protecting their users they have had a huge surge in the number of people using linkedin during covid a huge surge um people weren't able to connect in person with their colleagues so they were using linkedin more of a water cooler kind of environment, which is why it's become a lot more personal. So I think they've got a long way to go when it comes to actually protecting their users. I've been the victim of sexual harassment. I've been the victim of bullying and trolling, and they're not they're not up to scratch yet. They do not jump in quick enough to protect people, but they are very quick to jump in when people are, are unfairly accused of things. So if, if a group of malicious people decide to report somebody, they can have their account banned very quickly. Um, they will then review it and you get your account back, but their their automation and their, their system for protecting their users de- leaves a lot to be desired at the moment. So that's probably the biggest one for me is it, it makes certain elements of being very visible on there very tricky.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I guess when you've got the kind of platform that you now have, you're probably in a position to to kind of fight back a little bit. But I guess it goes ultimately back to the point we said earlier about diversifying a little bit. It sounds like you're making sort of great strides to not being entirely dependent on, on LinkedIn anyway. Maybe this time next year will be uh, Leah does Instagram, Leah does.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be, a, I don't think I ever want to be a social media expert on anything else. I think we will uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe more focused on content. That's that I'm creative consultancy is more where I'd like to be.
0: Well, that's, I mean, ultimately many people would argue perhaps incorrectly, but many people within marketing would argue that great content is great content. Great communication strategy is a great communication strategy. And to some degree, you know, if you get that right, then the medium takes care of itself. Um, So, you know, the fact that you're doing it so remarkably on one channel, I suspect it would be a pretty small leap for you to, uh, you know, migrate that elsewhere.
1: Yeah, certainly showing that on Instagram now. I'm, d- I'm doing quite well on there. So we'll keep going. I'd have to make more reels. <laughs> I hate making reels. <laughs>
0: Well, look thank you so much Leah I mean yeah this is uh, I knew this was going to be um, pretty enlightening for me because as I say this is a real blind spot for me personally and I have uh, yeah taken a few notes as we've been talking and I'll be listening back to this several times I think so really really appreciate it and um, yeah look forward to to watching that that journey continue
1: thank you very much it's been a pleasure